Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Believe Georgia Dodge Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It did. No thoughts with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel Tuk. Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Kaylee Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks the tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Good evening, neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32-18. Let the celebration begin. Well, what's going on? It's uh, Welcome back. We are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Also coming at you on the video side from Brinks TV. Brinks.tv joining me after finally completing his move back to Valdosta. Uh, and as a full-time member now of the Ware County Gators football program, it's my man, Israel Troop. Troop, what's up, dude? What's up, man? Glad to be back. Um, I know it's been a minute since everybody's seen us, but uh, we're back in full effect now. Absolutely. Yeah, we had to get a couple of uh, couple of things squared away, but this is the season three opener. So uh, we've been, this is our third season, Israel. Can you believe that? Man, it's crazy. Just think it all started with a phone call. I know. Hey, man, uh, you wanna you wanna come on the show, former player? <laughs> sure. I didn't know three seasons later you'd be sipping on a Capri Sun and and then chopping it up, man. Absolutely. Somebody has pissed Mother Nature off, and it is a thousand degrees outside. So, yeah, uh, we, Capri Sun is a great drink. Yes, we uh, we we definitely got that too. I think the devil, the devil definitely went down to Georgia. That's for sure. Um, Absolutely. I think, I think he took it a little too literally. So, um, but, uh, like I said, nonetheless, we're glad to have you. We, uh, we're, I'm enjoying the heat just as much as you are. Uh, the only good news is, uh, in a few months I'll get some snow and you won't. So no, that's not, a, that, that's a, that's a great thing is covering you and not here. You're uh, you're jealous. I, I can see I'm not jealous. You, not you want to snowboard. I can see it. Mm-hmm. See it in your, I can see it in your face. You want to snowboard so bad. So, but uh, we got a we got an action packed show. Uh, but we are brought to you by BetOnline.ag. It continues to be the number one source for all your betting needs. We've got all kinds of things happening. You got the NBA Finals. It's in Game Six. Uh, in my in the last time you saw this show, I predicted Warriors in six. Could it happen? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, how, how do you see that one, Troop? I don't know. I think the refs are going to let Boston win in Boston tonight. Um, I think that if Golden State wins it, it's going to be at home, but we shall see. 
if uh, Clay and Steph can get get hot early and they can play a little bit better defense in the first three quarters they did last game, I think it's going to be Warriors tonight. So yeah. we shall see. Yeah, they, the NBA desperately wants this thing to go seven, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and, and and I said uh, in, in the last show that I wouldn't be surprised if it went seven, but I think the Warriors can close them out in six. NHL hockey. Uh, the the Stanley Cup Finals are are upon us. Colorado, I think, took a one nothing series lead there. I think Colorado's the best team in the NHL. I think they're going to win that thing in five or six, six at the yeah. very most. You know the the hockey playoffs snuck up on me. I didn't realize it was so soon. I've been yeah. waiting for the Cogsworth series to start, but it's taken fifteen yeah. years for that to start. I know. And then the, the, the I guess first pitch is tomorrow. Yeah, well, the, the dang Avalanche took took care of Edmonton and swept them. I mean, the, the hockey the hockey players are flying. They don't take breaks though. Yeah, they don't take that many breaks. Like the NBA, the NBA playoffs stretch so far because they take so many breaks. Hockey, they're like, nah, screw that. <clears throat> get in and get out. They might take a travel day. That's yeah, about it. Like one day, not four. Like yeah. NBA does. <laughs> NBA is like, oh, you're flying from Boston to Philly, four days. Yeah, it happens. Uh, but you got Major League Baseball. You can bet on as well. The Braves are red hot, uh, even with Ozzy Albies going down. Uh, they're red hot, winning 13 in a row. You have the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. And if you follow us on Twitter, uh, you saw early betting lines on uh, on college football. So uh, SEC odds and things like that. We'll get into that a little bit more in our football discussion because it, it's a little bit more relevant to this. But uh, what you can do in the meantime, you can head to the website. You can use that mobile device. Sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get that bonus and get into the action. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Like I said, plenty of stuff to bet on. So please, please, please jump in on that action. You won't. You will not regret it. So uh, I guess first things first with our, with our baseball, uh, with our baseball team, you know, it, it was kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird season, a weird finish. You know, you, you, you somehow sneak into a, a regional, which making a regional is never a bad thing. Uh, especially when you take as many injuries to the bullpen that, that, uh, that we did, but just kind of the way we fizzled out. You know, you have such a really, you have a really bad opener against VCU uh, going down eight to one. I was kind of worried that something like that was going to happen and and it did. The runs just kept piling up. Then you get, you get back to life a little bit against, uh, I, uh, who was a Hofstra? Yeah, Hofstra. You get like a 24 to one win over Hofstra. And then you get, when I mean, you get blown out by North Carolina, get knocked out on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Just a like I said, just a weird finish, kind of like a anticlimactic finish because it didn't seem like we were really competitive in our two regional losses, and it's kind of a disappointing way to end. But again, I'll consider the season a, a relative success because of where we were through most of the season. I didn't think a regional was going to be possible. Going down in the first game of the SEC tournament, I was like, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, um, we. We struggled pitching. Um, I think the guys who, who were on the hump, um, you know, held their own for the most part, but we, we couldn't manufacture runs. Uh, we couldn't get people on base. We relied on the long ball. Um, so that's tough. That's tough in this game of baseball. 
you know, especially when you watch these teams who are winning. I mean, they're bunning. They got right in the scoring position. Um, our defense was good. You know, I don't think defense was a problem. Um, I think we just shot ourselves in the foot a lot, leaving runners on base and everything. So um, the injuries and everything, I mean, you can't really help that. But I'm looking for a better season next year. Um, I think the season was not a bust. Um, I just think we got some things to work on. You know, you can't have injuries. You know, they happen. Um, they can definitely derail a season, especially baseball, when you're dealing with so many guys that are down on at one time. Um, yeah. Not like football, you know, where you pretty much got – they get reps every day. You know, your, your twos do. In baseball, your twos really don't get any reps. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't think it's a bust. I just think, you know, you rebuild, um, get everybody healthy, and then come back with a the vengeance next year. Yeah, I mean, I, and we have we have some really good talent uh, in the baseball system. And I think the way the draft is set up, you you they have to stay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I'm just really excited about you know you get these guys some really really good experience, some really good postseason experience, playing against some good ball clubs, trying to fight their way out of some situations on the road. But you know, moving forward, I I, I think the biggest concern. And the biggest off-season improvements needs to be plate approach. I, I think it needs to be going up there with a purpose. And, and you know, I understand that shifts and pitchers are pitching certain ways and things like that. But I, I just think that sometimes it seems like we're, we're we're out there just swinging for the fences and trying to trying to play gorilla ball. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know that that's the best way. I don't know that you're going to get any results that way. But I think I think we need a new approach to to hitting. And I just think we just need work in the bullpen, just general work in the bullpen. I mean, I think you always need that. I think you can always point to that and say, okay, well, uh, this this is this is our this is our main goal is to get better in the bullpen. Well, that should be a focus every year because that's the hardest mm-hmm. that's the hardest thing to improve because it's so you know it's so what's the word I'm looking for fickle. Is that, is, yeah. it, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just so, so fickle. And I, I, I just can't, you know, I can't stress enough that relief pitching in this league is really, really important. And the SEC is a, the SEC was an outstanding conference. Um, Absolutely. And uh, I do want to take a moment in, in, in a couple minutes to, uh, to laugh at Tennessee and, and uh, <laughs> say, I told you so. But uh, absolutely, I think uh, this this off season, um, I think you know Coach Strick and his staff, you know, get get to the drawing board. All right, let's look at our depth chart. See who's coming back, who's leaving. Um, right. You know, guys in transfer portal that want to leave. All right, cool. Um, get our guys healthy, especially our bullpen, um, and then we need to recruit some pitchers as well. Um, and know mm-hmm. you lose a lot just because of the draft. You know, guys getting drafted out of high school and things like that. So you kind of have to take that into account, but. I'm looking for transfer portal as well. I'm looking for guys who are looking for a new home, um, who are strong, who can give you at least five to six innings strong. Um, and then looking for then build our relief pitching around those guys. Um, yeah. if we can get some. Um, and when we start fall ball, um, if, if, if it's me, if I'm close trick, if you don't put the ball in play, then you got, you got poles. Right. You know what I mean? It's just a point of put the ball in play, you know, run on third, one out, put the ball in the air, um, hit the ball somewhere so we can score the run, especially if the defense isn't playing close or playing in. Um, just little things like that to manufacture some runs, learn how to bunt, hit and run. I mean, just little things like that that can, you know, 
get the ball rolling. That's one thing Tennessee does do well. I mean, they hit and run. They put stress on the defense. Um, they have character issues, of course, but <laughs> they put stress on themselves. <laughs> as far as the playing baseball and manufacturing runs, I think they do do a good job of stressing the defense and making them actually play ball. So I think exactly. we take a page out of their book and uh, build around that because I mean, Georgia's a really good baseball team. Mm-hmm. You know, especially considering where where we have been uh, last year's team and now. So. Just one of those things you kind of get back to drum board and see what works and tweak a couple of things and stay yeah, healthy. I mean, it's just, it's just an ongoing, ongoing process. And I, I think just we were so young in the mental aspect of it. I, I think sometimes when we'd start making errors and you see this with teams that aren't used to being able to fight through stuff like that. It's such a high pre in such high pressure situations. I felt like we panicked at times too. And, and we mm-hmm. tried to press, we tried to make, you know, we tried to make up eight runs in one at bat. We tried to, you know, make up for the fact that now the bases are loaded. And, you know, we try to make plays that, that aren't there and just a whole host of things. But on, on the flip side of that, uh, you know, going back to, you know, since we broached the topic of Tennessee, I, I, I've been saying it. We've had a conversation about it. We've talked about it with, with Vinny on Beast of the East and, uh, you know, certainly the the last time that, that I spoke on it was on SEC After Dark, when we were kind of predicting where Tennessee would end up, even after winning the SEC championship. And I, I said at some point, you know, whether it's in the College World Series, Super Regional, or even maybe even the regional, Tennessee's inability to control their emotions is going to come back and bite them because baseball is not an overly emotional sport. It's a sport that really forces you to keep those things in check because of the certain specific fine motor things that you have to do and hand-eye coordination and and such fine tuning in in all your skills that if you're over emotional, when, when anyone's over emotional, whether it's angry, you know, cocky, you're trying to, you know, trying to put on a show, you can't do the little things right. And baseball is such a little thing sport that that got away from Tennessee. The kid got ejected. And I just, I was like, as soon as he got ejected, I'm like, yeah, they're done. They're not I've winning. Never this. Seen it. I've never seen anybody get ejected from a college baseball game up until that point ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that you think it's okay to turn around and speak to an umpire as a collegiate player um, in the manner in which you did. Um, goes back to the coaching staff. It's allowed. Either you're coaching it or it's allowed. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, because if any other way that wouldn't happen. Um, you don't see that happening on other ball clubs. Um, so, you know, I, I think there it, there's there's nothing wrong with being a little bit cocky, believing in yourself. Because if you don't, nobody else will. Right. You know, but that's not there's the a problem. point of being arrogant. And I think yeah. Tennessee got arrogant. Notre Dame took advantage of it. Which is a very smart move by those guys. They stayed within um, themselves. Once homeboy got ejected, I was like, not only that, but that's a selfish move by you because you're out the very next game. So you couldn't play to a game three. And you're the cleanup hitter. Like you've got to have more discipline than that. And it was only with strike one. It wasn't like yeah. it was a strikeout pitch, it was strike one. Yeah. And you're gonna turn around and tell that the ump that he is effing unbelievable and he's effing terrible. You're going to like you think you're going to stay in the game with the reputation that your ball club has. Like some of the things Tennessee did all year, I was like, "That's great. This is what baseball needs. Baseball needs a little flair." Mm-hmm. 
And then they, you know, again, they took that inch and turned it into a mile and they just got obnoxious. Absolutely. I think that's, I think they need to do some <clears throat> evaluation of character, you know, not, not the, the product they're putting on the field because I think the product's great. I think they have a great bullpen. They have a great, um, great hitting uh, philosophy, uh, uh, the way they play defense. I mean, how hard they play. I, th- I think that's great. But they, they have kick issues, and those character issues will get you beat. And it showed they should be national champions this year. My opinion should be them and Arkansas for the championship. They, they are, I think Tennessee are the is best the, teams. Tennessee is the best team in the country, talent-wise. And they should be holding that trophy in Omaha, mm-hmm. but they're at the house eating honey buns and popcorn watching on TV. Mm-hmm. Bat flipping at wiffle ball games. Absolutely. So yeah. I think so. that's that's your fault. So if I were him, mm-hmm. you know, I might call Dr. Phil, you know, and have him, you know, be a therapist <laughs> for my baseball hey, team. Pa- paging Dr. Phil. Struggling. They are struggling big time in that that area. Can, that's can bad you... when ninety eight percent of your game is great, but that two percent gets you deep. Yeah. I mean that's that's baseball. If that two percent affects the little things that it takes the ninety eight percent to kick in, you're screwed. Absolutely. And you and you look like you've never played baseball before. I mean, they they yeah, Tony Vitello is such a great baseball coach. Like as far as baseball knowledge, mm-hmm. my God, like he can like and he but he's the ringleader. Like you know, you, you see him doing all this stuff. He he chest bumped umpires, he's been doing all this stuff. So it's not surprising, not surprising at all. And, uh, and, and I'm picturing this, <laughs> I'm cracking up picturing the, uh, the conversation between Tony Vitello and, and, and Dr. Phil. Can you imagine that? Oh, <laughs> uh, Tony. Um, so you got some patterns here. You know, he always says patterns. Yeah. He, yeah, I think he gets paid for every time he uses the word patterns. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure it didn't go well with the new AB as well with how everything went down to so yep. that evaluation meeting is going to be a that's lot be, of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun for Tony. There's going to be some, Not. there's going to be some colorful words. They might need Dr. <laughs> Phil to mediate it. Now, now Tony, uh, you're showing a pattern of bad behavior and that pattern is going to get you beat. And, uh, and you really need to change that pattern before your pattern leaves you on an airplane, going to a different job. Did Absolutely. I use patterns enough? You did. Good. Good. That was good. Okay. That was good. Yes. All right. I'm working on I'm working on my Dr. Phil. I don't use it enough. <laughs> That's just what happens. I just don't use it enough. All right. So uh let's get the, let's get the football. All right. Baseball, we know what they got, we know what they need. It's uh but it is time for a little football. So presented by betonline.ag. Um, here are the over under win totals for some of the, uh, I guess you'd call them favorites. I don't know. I don't know what you'd call them, but they picked out a select few teams. And, uh, I, I guess, I guess the a requirement was seven and a half and above for, for mm-hmm. wins. So I guess that was a cutoff point. I'd have to ask, I think Jared Wilson, I think he's the one that does these, but SEC win totals. Okay. Alabama, Georgia sitting at 10 and a half. That's the over under. All right. Uh, Texas A&M 8.5. I'm not sure if that's $8.5 million 
for the uh, for each recruit. Uh, I don't know if that's the over under for for amount that each recruit's going to get, or if it's wins. Maybe it's both. Uh, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Kentucky, and Tennessee all come in at seven and a half. All right, let's start at the bottom. Tennessee, over or under? I think I'm going to go over. I think they win eight this yeah, year. I think they. I think they get eight. They're not going to get the Georgia game, but I think they get eight. Yeah. All right, they can, beat Florida. They I see them beating Florida, South yeah. Carolina, Kentucky. He's a toss up. I mm-hmm. think Kentucky's going to be better this year. Mm-hmm. Um, who else they got? Who else is on the side? They definitely going to beat Vandy. Yeah, they're um, going to beat Vandy. Uh, they have to play Bama. I don't know if that how that that game's not going to go well. They're coming. Bama's coming off the revenge tour. We know. We all mm-hmm. know how what happens when they lose the national championship. They come off the revenge tour. So, you think Bama's going to go over? I think they'll go over. Uh, they're certainly going to beat Ball State. Poor, poor Ball State. I know. Uh, they play Pitt on the road. They'll beat Pitt. Yeah, Pitt doesn't Not have by much. Pitt but. doesn't have the uh, Burger King hands guy. Nah. You know the commercial. Uh, they yeah, play L- defense pretty good. They play LSU. They'll be better. That'll be a good game. That will be. Uh, Missouri. They'll beat the hell out of Missouri. They'll beat Missouri. Yeah, Missouri's going to finish. Missouri thank it's got to be thankful for Vanderbilt. Otherwise, they'd finish dead last in the in the East this year. I was so bullish on, on Missouri last year with Connor Basilic, who's now at, I think, Indiana. Yeah. He, they, they struggle. Drink with the, yeah, the moxie is starting to wear off a little bit in Missouri. Yeah. Did, did it ever, was it ever there? At the beginning. Maybe a little they bit. They had yeah. a strong run toward the end. When they beat LSU, yeah. Everybody was like, ooh, this yeah. Missouri team's good. Then when everybody saw how bad LSU was, they're like, ah, never mind. Yeah. Kentucky, seven and a half over under. I think they might go. I think they'll win eight. All right. So he, they'll, here they'll, they'll surprise somebody. Okay, so you got Miami of Ohio, Youngstown, Northern Illinois, three, Vandy, four, Missouri, five, Louisville. Six. Six. Uh, Mississippi State. They might scoop that one out. Seven. Okay, so 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 they're at six right now. So they need two win. They need at least two wins out of Georgia. Nope. Tennessee, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Ooh. and Florida. They need two wins yeah. out of that to get to hit the. They'll beat Florida. They'll beat Florida, so that's seven. I think they get Florida and South Carolina. Yeah. I think Mississippi I like State is just going to be good, dude. Will Rogers. Yeah. Be better. They're going to be much better this Georgia. year. And, yeah, Georgia's got to play Mississippi State, too. That's scary. Play them late, too. It's real scary. All right. So, I, I, we're, we're saying over for that one. Over. Yeah. Over. Uh, Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss finishes second in the West this year. I think that's over. They're at seven and a half. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's their quarterback? It's going to be Jackson Dart, the the transfer kid from uh, USC. That's who it's going to be. Um, They might be. And apparently Altmaier's making a push. The guy that started in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, that is going to be. All right, so let's look at it. Troy, Central Arkansas, Tulsa, 
That's three. three. Uh, then they got. Oh, wow. This is a tough schedule. They got Georgia Tech four. That's four. That'd be damn. Yeah. This is the first time they've played since, I think, 1946. Damn. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, they have. Okay. So they need eight. So that's four. So they need four wins out of uh, Kentucky, Vandy. There's yeah. one. Yeah. LSU, yeah. Auburn. A and M. Nope. Yes. Well, I think I think they get A and M. I think A and M is going to hit the under because of this game right here, the Ole Miss game. Uh, Bama. That that Bama game I think will be for the West. That's a trap. Is it? Where is it this year? It's at Ole Miss. In Oxford. They play well at Ole Miss now. Yeah. And then I think they get State. Uh, I think Arkansas is a toss-up. Yeah, Mississippi State. Arkansas is definitely a toss-up. That's a toss-up. LSU is a toss-up. Those are two rival games for them. I'm going to say over on Ole Miss. Really A&M is going to be the, the one that gets them over. All right, Arkansas? Mm. Seven and a half? Let's see. I'm like at seven and a half. Yeah, I don't know. Like. All right, so they're going to get Missouri. That's one. Liberty two. Auburn three. BYU four. Uh, Missouri State five. Cincinnati six. <sighs> I think the rest are toss-ups. I'm gonna. I, I would take the under here. I think they're gonna get six and win a bowl game. Maybe I don't know if the bowl game counts, but they got everybody coming. They got a quarterback coming back. They do. So, yeah. South South Carolina. The two toss-up games that's really making this difficult is South Carolina and, and Mississippi State. Like, I don't know how to pick those two. Because Mississippi State's going to be vastly improved, and A and M's going, you know, A and M is who they are. I will take the under for now. Good football, some really good football this year. Now SEC is Just tough. Considering dude. what everybody, what everybody has coming back. Yeah, SEC. You know, tough, we hadn't bro. heard much out of LSU. We know what we know that Auburn doesn't have much, but right. everybody else pretty much has. There's guys coming back. Auburn's gonna finish last in that in that league in that in that division. They finished last. Harson's getting fired. Harson's gone anyway. That is a fact. I think it matters. He's gone. I think he's he's gonna leave before they fire. <laughs> he's already gone. He, he just hasn't left yet. <laughs> I mean, damn. All right, let's look at uh, let's look at LSU over under. They're at eight and a half. So we got to find nine wins on this schedule. All right. Sam Houston, win. Appy State, win. I just, I don't see UMass. That's a win. That's three. I mean, we got to pick six. We gotta, I don't see nine wins on the schedule. I don't think they get. I don't think they beat LSU. I think LSU is going to be really good. I, I think they talking about LSU. Yeah, I think LSU is going to be good. 
Better than people think. Uh, I think they get Auburn. That's four. They're not getting Ole Miss. All right. South Carolina makes five. Arkansas makes six. Do they beat Florida? Florida's going to be pretty good. I mean, Florida's talented. So it's not going to be good on defense. Offensively, I don't know. They're not going to be able to score that much. Yeah. And then they play the U. They use the swing game. They play Florida late. That's the good news. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to take the under because I, I just don't know. Let's go with under two. I just don't know. I, I think Georgia takes the over. I think Georgia wins 11. Uh, I just I, I don't see many losses on our, on Georgia's schedule. Who's our, who may be our Tulsa game this year? I think Tennessee is a Tulsa just simply because of what they got coming back. I think it's going to be a competitive game. We win, yeah. but it's going to be a lot closer than most people think. I mean, I, I, I don't see it. Like, I, I don't, I mean, I guess technically Oregon's a toss up, but are they really, though? Like, it's Bo Nix. Yeah. South really Carolina's really early, but I mean, we got the whole damn offense coming back. Yeah. And Washington getting healthy. Yeah. I mean, we could go 14 personnel. Just got a raise. Hell yeah, he did. Uh, we could go an extension. 14 personnel. Picture that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you got Brock and Gilbert on out wide. Or you get this bunch formation. You get this diamond bunch formation. Put Brock, uh, put Brock at the at the back point and throw him a quick screen out there. Oh my God. Yeah. I, be, I, I don't think Auburn's a toss up. Uh Tennessee, Mississippi Stater, and Kentucky. Those are three tough ones. I just it's an easy schedule. I I know it sounds I know people are gonna listen to this and be like, well, it's it's the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. So of course it's of course you're gonna say of course you're gonna take the over. But can you objectively yeah, look at this schedule and pick out two, three losses? Yeah, it's different if you got LSU and Alabama on your schedule. Yeah, but yeah. well, we don't. Yeah, and because we we beat we beat A and M. Yeah, we beat Arkansas. So yeah. I mean, I mean, and the only, unless, the only two teams you got left is Alabama and LSU. Even if we lose an SEC championship, I, I think we'll still hit the over. Yeah, I, I just I, I think it's the over. I I like the over there. So let's look at Bama's schedule. Bama's got a. I don't know who they play in the crossovers. Bama's going to be over. They're on the revenge tour. Yeah, they're always. History over. has shown when they lose the national championship game, they go berserk the next season. Yeah. So. I I think they lose to Texas this year. Absolutely not. Nick Saban will not lose to another assistant other than Kirby ever again. I, I, I think they lose to Texas. It's 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 just gonna, gonna be a perfect a storm. It's it's te- this is te- Texas plays Texas has a weak ass schedule. This is their Super Bowl. I even with that, I think I think they win eleven. I think that's their I think that's their loss. Calling it when now. When is this game being played? September tenth, second game. Ooh, that's early. At and DKR. No, it's at, at in Austin. 
they got so much momentum. Quinn Ewers, they finally got a quarterback. Sarf got him a quarterback. He's got a few receivers. They got a they got the one that transferred from Bama to Texas. This is Texas's first conference game. It, it was funny, like uh, 12 teams from the SEC made it to the softball tournament. And <laughs> I and Texas and Oklahoma was were in the finals. And we joked that it was still an all SEC final. All the SEC teams get. <laughs> That's great. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I, okay, so Bama, I think Bama loses to Texas. I think Bama's only two toss-up games are going to be LSU and Ole Miss. Iron Bowl is always kind of a toss up because it's the Iron Bowl, but um, I, I think they're two. I think there are three games that are concerning are LSU and Ole Miss, Ole Miss being on the road. Uh, so I, I think it puts a lot of pressure on them to hit the over if they lose to Texas. But I think if they lose to Texas, they'll beat the ever living crap out of everybody else. Absolutely. If they don't, I think. Old Miss or LSU are going to sneak up and get them. Mm-hmm. Well, I still hear that Old Miss, Old Miss snuck up on them. It was, it was, and then uh, Texas A&M snuck up on them with Money Manville that yeah, year. That was uh, 12 and then 14, I think. 14 was the, but yeah, no, I, I still, I still like the over. I think Bama's going to win. Worst case, win 11, worst sure. case, they'll win 11. It's just, sure. it's just a matter of, if they're 11, like they could win 11 and, and miss the SEC championship if they lose the right game. Yeah. If they lose the right so, game. Yeah, this, that is a, a tough deal. It is a very tough deal. So, but I thought that was, uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, so looking at this Georgia, Georgia ball club, I mean, how freaking so is Todd Harley gets a raise? How freaking pumped are you on that? Like that, like that tight end room it. is unreal. I love it. You know, he came um, to Ware County during our spring. I got to talk to him. I said, "Dude, how fun is your room?" And he was like, "I love it." You know, he's Georgia through and through. Yeah. Um, he was there when I was there. Um, Todd's a great guy. Yeah, I know Todd. Um, you know, I call him Coach. I call him Coach Hartley now. Yeah, you, know, you got to be proper with him now. He's big time. He is big time. You know, so, um, to see Once, that he got his raise, a much deserved raise. Uh, raise yeah. so, um, yeah. You know, assistant coach of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. he's recruiting some of the best tight ends. He's getting tight ends into the league. I just, um, like, I, I, I so. he's gotten one drafted every single year he's been at Georgia. Absolutely. So you can't knock his, his hustle. Um, you can't knock his work ethic. You can't knock his coaching. So, I'm no, um, well deserved, you know. So he's going to be a hot commodity here soon. So I'm glad Georgia paid him. I know somebody was going to snag him. Somebody was going to make a coordinator out of him a long, long time ago in a land far, far away, at the very top of Memorial Hall, on the airways of WUOG. And I wish I had, I wish I had a CD with with this on it. Once upon a long time ago, he was a GA for the, he was like a student assistant for the basketball program, student manager for basketball. And he was a co-host on one of my radio shows that we had. I, I did the whole WOG thing. Um, 
he was on there. We called him, uh, we called him Hitman. I don't know why. I just called him <laughs> Hitman. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, I love Todd. I love Coach Hartley. He's uh, he's my guy. Um, I wish we had a player that was worthy of his uh, of his recruitment. Uh, he doesn't get up to Nashville very much, but if at all. But uh, man, it's it's uh, it's so good to see this man. He's uh, he's a freaking inspiration for any coach that wants to coach at that level or even or even higher. That you don't have to be a former player necessarily. Like, dude, when I say he grinded, man, he was like a student assistant. He he held the clipboard for for Coach Johnson uh, with special teams, uh, charted kicks and punts and things like that snaps uh you know because you know you chart you chart things like long snaps but uh he did all of that and he uh he went to west virginia coached at marshall coached at miami i mean he dude went through the ranks did do dude did everything man so he he deserves it he deserves it tremendously so coach hartley welcome welcome to the welcome to the big boy club it just shows you you know if you do what you're supposed to do i mean keep grinding keep working Mm -hmm. um don't look for handouts because you never look for a handout. You just get to sit down and stay work, stay working hard. I mean, he came back home. I mean, look at our tight end room. Look at what he's uh-huh. done. Um, you know, he, he's a he's a precious commodity to the Georgia coaching staff. That's you right. Know, now you got him, B Mac, Searles. You know, you got those guys back, Bobo. And we got all those guys, guys back. You know, who kind of started the trend with Coach Rick. Um, I mean, this guy's the limit for this Georgia football program now. Absolutely. Um, mixing the old with the new. That's right. I love it, man. I love it. It's great. B-Mac. B-Mac's another one of my guys. I, I was uh, I was there. I came for like an interim year. There was a year where the guy that did the recruiting film back when there was things called VHS and DVDs that we had to uh, <laughs> we had to catalog and I'm put in the system. Baby. And hell yeah, dude. The, the wall was just full of VHSs. I had like, you know, those little spindle things that you stack the, you mm-hmm. buy like a hundred DVDs or CDs. Like I had racks of those. Uh, I would get mail bins like four or five deep, just, just stacked full of nothing but DVDs. So I would have to go through those, make sure that, you know, I, I was, I was fine tooth combing anybody that I thought was, was questionable in a good way. I put in the system, tagged their coach. And sometimes if I thought a kid was borderline, I'd be curious to know. I'd be curious to go back and look at the ones I kind of marked. Mm-hmm. Like there, there was ones I was like, maybe like a potential walk on, uh, but there was some that I was like, maybe potential, definitely preferred walk on, but potential like scholarship offer. I'm wondering how many of those that I marked actually either got offers or got, or got invited to be uh, preferred walk-ons. I'd be curious to, to know, cause I didn't see it through obviously cause I left and, and came to Nashville, but uh, I, I think that would be a cool, cool experiment. So, but uh, looking at the offense, I, I'm I'm so excited about the talent we have coming back. I mean, you know, you you would think, you know, conventional wisdom says you lose George Pickens, you lose Jamari Sawyer, Justin Schaefer, and you lose Zamir and James Cook. Conventional wisdom says, man, that is devastating. Yeah. But it's not. And then you look and see what you what you got and what you got coming up. Yeah, like you, you don't lose that many starters. 
Because Pickens yeah. never really played. Carriers coming back. You got yeah. a tight end room of Giants. Um, um, you got your two, your three running Lad backs Mc- that just Lad came McConkey. back. Um, you got so many weapons. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you got a couple of recruits and quarterback just came in, Gunner Stockton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole Spear, apparently, is 438 kid. You know, um, so, um, man, it's crazy. Another tight end, uh, speed. Um, yeah, Oscar Delp. That's it. Oscar Delp. What did I get speed from? But yeah, Oscar Delp. I think you said Amir Speed, I think, play. right? I think you're thinking of Amir Speed. I think I, I, for some reason, I was thinking him. Um, but, you know, Hunter Depp, you know, he's a, what's his name? Delp. Oscar. Yeah, Oscar Delp. Oscar. He, he he's he's a he new, like he's a, a new guy. Yeah, he does look like a you know, total totally. He, he's a new guy. I've been <laughs> calling. I got a receiver. His name is Alex. I've been calling him Austin for like the last two weeks. <laughs> he just says yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he hadn't corrected you yet, has he? <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, you look like an Austin, but your name is Alex. You know how you look at a kid, you're like, your name right out. You look like an Austin. You know, so. But yeah, yeah Depp showed me a lot of a lot of great things in the spring game. Uh-huh. So I mean, Good. our offense is going to be deadly. Mm-hmm. Um, Stetson I think just looks comfortable as ever. Be strong. Yeah. Um, you know, so. And I think there's going to be some surprises. Over. I love that Amari Spims came back. That might have been the biggest. That might have been the biggest offseason reacquisition of all time. Yeah. He, like he Absolutely. he leaves, goes to Florida State, and is like, nah. Yeah. Coming back. Probably walked in and saw how old it looks in there and was like, no, nah, I'm going back home. I'm good. He probably met Mike Norvell. He's like, no, nah, cuz. Yeah. Because, like, Norvell, I think he's good, but, like, some of – going off topic here a little bit, not to, not to, not to go too ADD on you guys, but uh, Norvell, guys like Norvell, you know, my early impressions of, of Napier, like some of these mid-major guys, when I say act mid-major – like some of the things you do at those type of programs, like a Memphis or a, a Raging Cajuns, you know, Arkansas State or Cincinnati, where Butch Jones came from, like some like those type of programs to get hype around those programs, you need to do those extra mile type, almost cheesy thing, like borderline, mm-hmm. just borderline cheesy. And I think when you get into it. I think sometimes those guys tend to tip the scales in favor of like overdoing it. Mm-hmm. Like Butch Jones was, was like a freaking uh fortune cookie of just slogans. Yeah. And like, you could tell me like at a place like Georgia, do you really need slogans at a place like Georgia? No. No, like, I think that the tradition of the program itself, you know, sells itself. Right. So um, like the fact he, that you are coming to the, the University of Georgia, the twenty twenty two national champs or twenty twenty one, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um Florida, you know, the University of Florida, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, you know, you the rich, University you of Tennessee. Rich history. Um, you know, so I don't think you have to, but I think as a new coach to kind of put your stamp on the program, I think you kind of add a little bit of swag, your own swag to it. I mean, yeah, um, to a certain you extent, can, you though. You can get out of hand with it. To a certain um, extent, yes. Wrong. But Like, the stuff yeah. they're doing on the recruiting side is awesome. Like, 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 the stuff that these programs are doing on the recruiting side 
you know, obviously it's keeping up with the times and you're doing cool things. Like, like I'm not referring to that, you know, cause think you could like, I could see where people would look at some of the recruiting things that, that you see the tactics and the photo shoots and the, like even the Brian Kelly stuff, I love to poke fun at it. Cause he's just such an awkward person, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I mean, it's like standard practice and it's actually pretty cool. Like that they have these type of things, but like if you walked in, like let's say your, your, your first day you walk in and coach Rick is brand new, right? Let's say, let's say you got signed in 01, right? You're, you're part of that first class. Coach Rick's first class, right? And you walk in and he's got the game changer coordinator and like all these goofy titles and all these goofy practice awards. Are you rolling your eyes? I mean, be honest. Like maybe, maybe I'm being a little harsh. I don't know. No. Um, you know, one thing that then Georgia does it now too. Um, of course they want you to be comfortable. Of course, the top guys, you know, get the most attention, but pretty much all the coaches are themselves. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there was no extra antics. You know, you see Kirby now, you know, in with pictures and stuff, but he does that normally. You know, yeah, if not... it was really cheesy, I think I would think something's up. Yeah. You know, that's just me because I'm a suspicious person anyway. Yeah. You know? Like, I see you coach on the sidelines, like you're not just chipper and stuff all the time. Like, what, you know, what are you trying to hide? You, you know? Yeah. Um, and it also goes for your support staff as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're like overzealous, um, hey man, this is that in the third, if that's weird to me, you know, I want everybody to be themselves. Right. Because you know, when I skip a class or something like that, you know, I want that same chipper person that was on my recruitment visit. Yeah. You know, so. Um, hey, Israel, uh, Israel Troop, yeah, you missed the class, you missed sociology. You're going to run. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be all excited yeah. to tell you, you know, it's all chipper. Do it with a smile on your face. <laughs> so, <laughs> make a social media poster about it. Here's <laughs> your truth. You have, you have 28 st- stadiums or whatever, Absolutely. whatever your penalty was. I don't know. 30. It was 32. Oh, that's from the old track stadiums. Ooh. Ooh. 32. That's not, that's not good. That is not, yeah. that's not fun. So yeah, up, yeah, and, I, up and down was one. Oh, dang. Um, wow. Okay. I, I just, I, there's some things that he's doing that I just think is very Butch Jones. Cause yeah. Butch Jones made it an art form to be like overzealous and over cheesy. Yeah. But he, he had no substance behind I, it. I think with, with Napier, I think the way it was before he got there and it was just so blah. I think he he has to kind of be a little bit cheesy, you know. Although, like I said earlier, the program itself will sell itself. But well, yeah, you like, think when Mullen was there, like the program, like you never saw recruiting, you never saw social media type stuff. You know, high well, social media stuff's football. great. You know, you never saw that. But since yeah. he's been there, there's a sense of urgency to you know start getting that stuff out. So yeah, got to change it a little bit. But I think it'll die down. You know, after this first recruiting class kind of comes in and. He gets settled in and things like that. So, yeah. and it actually has died down a little bit. Everything's kind of, you know, yeah. basic now. I, know, so. I, I just, I just think that the the signs of him being over overzealous and over cheesy come in the categories where cheese isn't necessarily warranted. 
Like recruiting, yeah, yeah you have to be. I mean, it is what it is. Everybody has to do it. There, there's a little bit of cheese and pizzazz and a little bit of showmanship. I, I, I get that. And I appreciate that. And I think the effort's there. And I think there's some cool stuff that's being produced because of it. I, I, I just think that like naming your staff members, I just don't think that's necessary. I think the overuse of slogans, I don't think that's necessary. Uh, I think you need to have just one slogan, <laughs> if any. Um, I just, you know, <laughs> the stupid awards, you know, the I like to practice award. What, what is that? Yeah, it's not swag at all. Swag police, baby. Yeah. Yes, ca- sir. Hey, I'm licensed, ready to go, ready to shut down your swag. Absolutely. If, if you're not using it correct, improper use of swag. But speaking of, did you, what do you think? Of, we didn't get a chance to talk about this. What do you think of the all white uniforms? I love the all white uniforms. Like, I wish if, we, I have a good feel. I know Coach. Kirby Smart said that we were not going to wear those. I have a good feeling we're going to bust those bad boys out. We, you don't just make should. those for shits and giggles. We should. We should. We should out organ organ. I think. I think. Wrap your mind around that. Yeah, think about it. They have all the numbers because all the obviously all the kids wear them. You know, uh-huh. so there's a reason why that's the way it is. Uh, those helmets are sick, dude. Like if those became our regular helmets, I would not. The, the all white joints are. Legit. Oh my God. Think about, think about this. I'm thinking about just all the combinations you can make. Yeah. Even if we just, even if we went to back to the black pants with the all black, all white, all red. Well, yeah. all red's kind of. I'm not, I'm not. I'm, that's very like, that's very FCS. You, you can see it, but you know, Red jersey, white pants. The white on red, red is shoes ridiculous. With the white hat, I can see that. Yeah. You know, black and red, I can see that. Uh-huh. You know, white with the black, I can see that. You know, just kind of mix and match everything. That would be fire. Not even a lot. Dude. Screw tradition. I know that sounds odd. But you, I think, I think if you're going to modernize one thing and kind of create a new tradition. I think it's the uniforms. I think it's the uniforms. Like what's wrong with, we're not going out of our color scheme. No, I'm all for tradition, but I'm also for, uh, busting out all white joints too. Yeah. We still, we haven't got rid of the G, right? That's the only traditional part of our uniforms that I think needs to be a part of it is the G, which will obviously be a part of it. Yeah. But other than that, Bulldog. I mean, that's not tradition. That's not traditional Bulldog head. You want to talk about tradition? It's it's not. But that shouldn't be on the uniforms. That should just be on the gear. So, I mean, them all white joints have to be worn. I don't know when. The triple stripe, it just, it, it's, it's, that's the move, right? Absolutely. That is the move. (laughs) So, um, 13 Georgia players are named uh, Athlon Sports preseason All-SEC. Great. And two of our former dogs are AFL. I I forget what list they were made, but Toby and uh, Bellamy were both named to the AFL, I guess, all-something team today. USFL? This weekend. 
US, that's it, USFL. That's yeah, it. Bellamy's a beast, dude. Bell, Bellamy, yeah. Bellamy's probably the MVP of the USFL. That dude is ridiculous. Him and Toby, for Toby to be that big, yeah, um, he was big at Georgia, but for him to be bigger now and the way he's been moving is absolutely impressive. So congratulations to those guys as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, USFL, dude. The new like I, I finally picked a team, sort of. I haven't really watched it a whole lot, but every time, every time I turn on the New Orleans, I don't even know their mascot. The New Orleans team. I got to see. I got to know this stuff now because that's going to be my team. Um, the title. I don't know what their name is. The New Orleans team. I'm drawing a blank here, but uh, that's my new favorite team. Breakers. The New Orleans Breakers. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's, I, I think that's my team. I think that's going to just watching them, watching them get after it. I'm just like, holy cow, dude. Yeah. I think this league's going to take off. I think this year was kind of like a kind of a trial run. Um, but I think, I think it, to... it drew a lot of excitement, you know, considering, all right, NFL just got, all right, college just got over, NFL just got over. Now this league, mm-hmm. the XFL is about to come back. So, I mean, you know, you're about to have football all around all year round. Yeah, I, I think, think they need to find the way to play excited. pay quarterbacks. If they can find a way to pay quarterbacks, they'll be really good, really good. I think Johnny Manziel is going to make a return. Make sure, just, <laughs> just listen. Him and Antonio He's been balling Brown. that little arena, that little arena league. The fan fan made football or something like that. Isn't that yeah. what it's called? Fan <laughs> controlled football. Make a comeback to you. That's right. Antonio Brown. Yeah. T.O. Coming in the USFL at age 52. Absolutely. (laughs) Breaking people off. Yeah. Looking like a machine. God. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, so uh, as we progress through the summer, we'll, we'll have more time for season previews and really just kind of breaking, breaking things down, breaking the schedule down. We'll have some guests based on, based on the schedule. We'll, we'll have Vinny on at some point, or actually we'll just talk Georgia, Kentucky on uh, on beast of the East one day. And we'll just kind of air that in place of one of our shows. But, um, what I, what I, uh, what I want to get to now, because we're about halfway through June, is recruiting. Huge commitment today. AJ Harris, number one ranked player in in the state of Alabama. Uh, his commitment photo has him posing in a throne in the aforementioned all whites. Big, big, big pickup here. Uh, for AJ Harris coming to uh, coming to the coming to the A, coming to Georgia, committed to the G. Um, he is a six one, hundred eighty five pound corner. Dude just leaps off the page at you. You know what? Do, what do you see in this kid? Like, I think he can help us. I think he can help us day one. He's that yeah, kind of he's that kind of player. He he's a he's a hell of an athlete. I know that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, to steal him away from Alabama when you got two powerhouses over there, well, one and a third um, over in Alabama um, is it, real huge. Um, yeah. So it also says Georgia has the best defensive staff in the nation. Right. You got a corners coach who's really good. You got three secondary guys and 
well, two secondary guys in most camp and Kirby yeah. on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I yeah. saw Sheldon Dawson. Congratulations to my boy Sheldon yeah. um, for coming back. He's going to be an analyst for us as well. Oh, um, your, your boy. Forgot about so Sheldon that, Dawson. Yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. A, for him. That's a so, name man, I haven't heard. Huge pickup. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a name I haven't heard in a while. So, I mean, that's huge. Our secondary is going to be good. They're going to be good for a long time, too. They really are. They really and are. And Georgia has a knack for putting defensive backs in the NFL. There's yeah, they, they've, they've done pretty good at that. <laughs> I think, uh, not, not saying that PFF is some great organization, but uh, I think some of the highest rated corners last season were all Georgia guys, Tyson Campbell, uh, Eric Stokes, uh, you know, those guys are, have been just dominant in the league. Like Stokes for the Packers, man, he's been like, there's a reason why they've gone back to the well, the, the Georgia well, mm-hmm. you know, there, there is an absolute reason. And it's because Stokes lit it up there. They're like, man, I, we got to get some more people off this defense. And they did. They got two. Uh, apparently Quay Walker's making quite an impression in, uh, in camp, but, uh, going back to AJ Harris, who his name is Aaron Joshua Harris. Uh, what, what I really like about him is he's physical. He's not, he, he comes up and, and he's in run support and he's going to hit you and he's going to tell you about it. And he's very like, he's just kind of like that energy guy that you need. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about that. Um, what's the kid's name that we got from, he was a Penn state commit. Why am I drawing a blank on him? I just saw it the other day. Um, like they're pissed about it. He's an offensive lineman. I, Oh, can I think of his name to save? Joshua Miller. Joshua Miller. I saw him tweet the other day. Yeah. Joshua Miller. Yeah. From Life Christian Academy in Chester, Virginia. Penn State commit for the longest time. Flipped on his visit to Athens. He is a (laughs) 6'6", 325-pound tackle. And, man, is he impressive. This this town is way more fun than wherever Penn State is. State College? Like, yeah. No, thank you. Never been there, but it doesn't sound very enticing. No. But, like, uh, yeah, no. Played right tackle in high school, though. They must have been loaded. Good Lord, this guy's a, that's a beast. These stadiums are playing in. Virginia... Private school Virginia football. It's like rec league. Rec league. <laughs> he stands, man. I'm watching his highlights right now. Pretty good. Make good feet. People that are 6'6, 325 pounds as juniors in high school don't usually move well. You know? Absolutely. But guess what? He does. We, we have a we have a kid that's like that. down south. Yeah, he decided he wanted no part of that Penn State. He wants to, he wants that good weather. Wants that Athens. He wants that Athens vibe. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. So two 
really massive commitments. Are we getting Arch Manning? I mean, probably not. Yeah, I know. I think he's going to go to Texas. It's going to be hard to beat Texas. Yeah, I think he's going to go to Texas. Sarkeesian is the quarterback whisperer. He is. And and they can offer him more NIL money, probably. Because they have more, right? They're all, all the oil stuff. Yep. Um, but Munkin is a NFL guy. Well, I guess so. Sark. Um, I guess the key is like some of the relationships. Like is yeah. is Buster is, is Buster keeps getting named as being the one of the key pieces of of his recruitment. Is that going to be enough? I don't know. I'm telling you right now. It's, Sark has, I Sark? think the way Sark comes across, mm-hmm. you know, he comes across as, I really like this dude, which he's a really good coach. Yeah. So as a quarterback, you know, quarterbacks, you know, they have to like their coach uh-huh. in order to even remotely think about going to school. That's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. And then his family's a big fan where he goes. Um, yeah. How Archie was with, with his boys. Yeah. He's going to let Arch make the decision. Uh, Cooper's going to do the same. Uh, His dad, Arch's dad. Uh, You got to think that Uncle Peyton is like, now, I'm not wearing red and black, Arch. All right. Got to stay in the orange family at least. Looking hard. It's just uh, don't wear that burnt orange arch. Come on, Arch. Come to Georgia. You know you want to. But uh Justice Haynes was also uh on, on the visit. Uh Jalen Hale, TJ Shanahan were all uh there with Arch. Uh Pierce Sperlin, Lawson Lucky, Raymond Cottrell, Gabriel Harris, Lawson Lucky is a is a legacy. Um they were all there. Um, AJ Harris was there, Caleb Downs, Chris Peel. So, like, maybe the pressure that those guys, some you know, some of the like, you know, Sperlin, Lucky, Cottrell, AJ Harris now, those guys are commits. Maybe they put a little pressure on Arch. I don't know. Uh, Justice Haynes I is a legacy. Caleb does. Caleb yeah. Downs is, is, is legit. When I let me tell you, yeah, that young man can play football. I've seen yeah. Justice Hayes run. And that boy is the truth. He's a Buford kid. And he also plays baseball. He's really yeah. good at that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Hale out of Longview, Texas. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, you, you look at those and, and, uh, you know, again, Jamal Jarrett comes in as a huge defensive tackle. I, I think you, you, you got to hope you land that. You got to keep that ball rolling with Trey Scott. Maybe Trey Scott's the next to get a big extension. Uh, CJ Allen, Damon Wilson. Um, they came that same week. I mean, they had a really big list of uh, visitors that first week of June. So yeah. like I, that was obviously probably by design. Um, yeah, yeah, you get all the big time recruits there at one time, so they get to know each other. They get to talking. Yeah, hey man, what you thinking? You know what you like. You know, yeah. um, that's very smart. Very smart planning by the recruiting coordinators there. Yeah. Now, I'll admit, I did that. 
a woman, a woman designed that. Oh, you already know. You already know that Angela Kirkpatrick <laughs> was all over that. Yeah. No, yeah. no male on that recruiting side came up with that idea. I don't, think, that. I don't think we have any. I think we have one guy that's a recruiting guy. Now. Like it's oh, a totally different. It's a totally How different. We get all these recruits here at one time. Angela, I got it. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Just next. <laughs> next. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, and I'll, I'll admit, I haven't kept up recruiting as much as I usually do. So the ones that are visiting, I have no clue. But Absolutely. they all seem important. And we've been working. Yeah, we've we've been we've been doing a little this little thing called coaching, and try not. You know, to, this time of year is a little bit okay. Like when the season starts, is busy, but it's yeah. pretty much scheduled. Yeah. But like summertime is like busy, busy because you got you're going places all the time. It's not uh-huh. like you just got practice and you go home, right? And the devil's knocking on everybody's door, so you know there's like, that too. Hey guys, it's not hot enough. Want to come outside? No. Troop, come out and play. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. But uh, anyway, as as we wrap this thing up, uh, as we wrap wrap up our season three debut, uh, our season three, po- I don't know what you call it, premiere, season three premiere, I guess that's what it's called. Uh, as we wrap this thing up, speaking of premieres, Anthony Edwards got his acting debut in Adam Sandler's new movie, Hustle. Mm-hmm. on Netflix. So go check that out, Georgia fans. Go check out our basketball star. Basketball guys are making making waves in Hollywood, getting landing in big time movies. So happy for that guy. Maybe maybe these two that you see on your screen before you will be on the will be on the big screen. Did you see I don't know if you it's been a while I think, but I don't know if you saw the NFL shows on our network got picked up by Sirius. I did. They I run on that. the Sirius app. So, yeah. I think that's uh, I think that's a big deal. But if you don't follow us on social media, please do. You you won't be sorry. Um, our boy got to give a shout out to Vinny Hardy. He was uh, he made a list a list of best uh, college football podcasts. It was a comprehensive list of all the college football uh, shows by school. Uh, he is representing well with Believe in Kentucky. Uh, DGD finished in the top spot for Georgia. Um, so I guess season three is going to mean that we're coming after him. We're coming for Absolutely. that top spot. Um, and my man, Steven Willis, uh, got the nod for Ole Miss with his locked on Ole Miss. So that was good. Nice. Nice. So, but like I said, if you don't follow us on social media, please do. Uh, troop, you're a, at Troopstar 28. It's, it's a, it's a great follow. I, you're more active than I am uh, on here. And I'm trying to get more active. I'm trying to tweet more, but it's, it's uh man. It, I love scrolling through the feed and I, you know, I see your name pop up. I'm like, okay, here we go. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it's either yeah. funny or informative. One of the two. I mean, sometimes really, serious just depends on what it is. Occasionally serious. Yeah. But a lot of times informative. Well, your serious ones are informative. Like, it, you know, you're usually like echoing somebody's really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun follow. Uh, I'm, I'm getting more fun as we go. So that's good. 
And you should really follow us. You should really follow at Believe in Dogs uh, on Twitter. Uh, there's some big things in the offing for uh, Ravon Sports. I think there's some things happening in the background there that's going to be really, really cool. So hopefully we can, uh, hopefully we can, hopefully that'll be a budding partnership, maybe. So uh, Huddle Beta, maybe Huddle can, since we're coaches. But uh, yeah, see, so you've been looking at some of the same stuff I've been looking at because I saw uh, some things that that you've uh, that you've retweeted. I'm like, damn, I was just looking at that today, and I didn't even know you retweeted it. So they might think alike. They do. So that's it's, why it's we're a, buds. That's why we are buds. Bud. So uh, yeah, follow follow uh, follow Troop Star Twenty Eight. Follow at Coach Burton Thirty Six at Believe in Dogs. Coach Corey Burton on Instagram. Troopstar28 on Instagram as well. I got to figure out Instagram. That's the one I that's the one I got to conquer. I got to figure out like what makes a really good post on Instagram. That's the one. If I can conquer yeah. that. And then uh Sirius just needs to go ahead and pick up all the college shows too. There you go. Cuz if you, if we really be rolling. Yeah, then we'll be then we'll take the top spot cuz like DGD's not on Sirius and we are. You already know. But anyway, I digress. We, uh, we, like I said, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. This is a season three pre- premiere. We hope you stick around for many seasons to come. For Israel Troop, I'm Corey Burton. We are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast brought to you by betonline.ag as seen on brinks.tv. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you back here next week. Beat the heat, folks. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs. This is the Georgia Dog Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.